Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, you're laying down and Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, apologize for that. Um, Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a live edition of the Top Rope Report here on TalkShoe.com, Google Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Joining me as usual every week, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nookster Greg. Greg, what's going on? Not much. You, you, never, I don't think you've ever asked me why I salute when you introduce me. No, uh, you know, I never did. Why is that? Because you are the general of this podcast and of this whole thing. So I salute you every time. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. So we got Friday. We're talking Friday Night SmackDown. We're going to be talking. Uh, Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. What did you think of Friday Night SmackDown? Uh, we, we talked off air, um, as good friends, best friends always do. Um, and to me, it was just a regular... I'm making some adjustments here. Um, it was just a regular episode. There was nothing overly special about it. Right, I was pretty excited with that first match too, because it's like, wow, the Street Profits against the Usos. This can be a good match. And then after that, they had the second one, which was the women's tag team match, which I was like, yeah, you know, okay, I'll go out and have my smoke for this match. And uh, yeah, but it, it was average. Yeah, I mean, it was just it wasn't a bad match. Um, unfortunately, like you said, and I, I read it, you're not the only one. You know what? You know what's wrong with the Riot Squad? Um, and like I said, they've always been, you know, they're, they're like that team that does good throughout the entire year. Um, they're stuck in mediocrity. They, yeah. They're not good enough to be the best, and they're definitely not bad enough to be the worst to want to, you know, they, they split them up and let all three of them do their own thing. Um, Liv Morgan went away for a little while. Ruby Riot got injured, and Sarah Rowe, um, or Sarah Logan, sorry, her real name is last name is Roe, went up and had a baby. Yep. And then put the Riot Squad back together with just the two of them. And just mediocrity. Right. And, uh, well, you know, I mean, the thing, like I was saying to you off the air um, yesterday, you know, we were talking, we were just talking about the first match with the Usos and um, the Street Profits. And I had said to you, on the phone, do you think if and when Jay Uso is going to turn on Jimmy? 
I think it'll probably be sooner than later if it happens at all. If you're gonna have your, if you're gonna be a tribal chief, have a tribe of more than one person. So, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna have. I mean, some sources are kind of leaning towards uh, Jimmy Uso versus Roman at Hell in a Cell inside a Hell in a Cell match. Um, eh. I mean, if you got to put that one together for that pay per view, okay. I mean. So this week they get to take on it's the brothers against the father and son. Yep. And the family. And I can see Roman Reigns being there to represent the family and possibly the Usos looking like they're gonna win and then Roman gets involved. I, I don't I don't see it leading on I, I don't know what they're gonna do Roman Reigns in hell himself. Um I could see it being a Jay versus Jimmy match to see if Jimmy's forced to join the family or if Jay's forced to leave the family. Maybe something stupid like that. Right. Or maybe Roman Reigns against both of the Usos so that he truly is ahead of the family. Right. Okay, yeah, I can see something like that going on. Uh, you speak- do that, so you do that, and hell in a cell, so anything and everything goes. Right. Oh. Yep. And speaking of father and son, what did you think of uh, Dominic Mysterio? I thought he held his own uh, um, after Ray got hurt at tag yeah. team match. Yeah, but once again, you know, the, the match ended when Ray Mysterio was still holding his arm against his like this was limping. I don't know why he was limping on the <laughs> ringside when it was his arm that was hurt. Right. Um, and then the cheap roll of death. Roll you know, of the distraction because music's playing. Oh my god. And then the roll of death. Right. I mean, when you, when you know somewhere along the line he's coming out, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you had messaged me. You know, you're convinced that, uh, I guess, Vince is kind of going at, you know, listening or watching or whatever, because like you said, you introduce somebody, they go to a commercial. They introduce, yep. Every match, it even happened in in what I might say, I think was the actual best part of SmackDown was Seth Rollins' promo in the ring. Himself happy birthday and all that, but they had his music on, had him at the top of the ramp, and said, Next, Seth Rollins. And I'm like, Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> Every 
match. Yep. By the way, I found out, you know, I, I know as you know, some of people don't. Uh Seth Rollins and Mr. Trivia do share the same birthday. Uh yeah, and you're right. I think he's a, I think he's a couple of years younger than you though. Yeah, just a few. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, where does he get these outlandish looking suits? I I I think off the uh racket goodwill. I don't know. It looks like looks like a his clothes exploded in his closet or something, and they just all stuck together. But yeah, I kind of figured we wouldn't we weren't going to see Cesaro Friday night because because of his injury. Right. But right. And uh, we'll, I, probably we'll probably see Cesaro, Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. Yep. I'd like to see it inside the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I I would imagine if they're gonna do a woman, it's gonna be Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Yeah, that's that's what I think is gonna be planned for the women. And I've heard and read. Well, I shouldn't say heard. I read the rumor that Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre would be in a cell. So, are you really gonna put the one men and the one woman? Yep, absolutely. But um, they still only have two matches signed, right? And it's what, three weeks away, I think? On the 20th. So we're hoping that WWE can uh, get something going Monday night and yeah, I'm just, I'm nervous that they're looking right past Hell in a Cell um, and trying to line up their ducks in a row for July when they're going to go in front of live crowds and go to 25 um, event or 25 city tour, right. blah, 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 and all that. Um, so it almost feels like Hell in a Cell is like Fastlane. Yep. You know, nobody really cares about fascinating because nothing's going to happen. I just, I got a feeling we're not going to pull anything big off for Hell in a Cell. Right. And is it me or have you noticed that over the past couple of years, Hell in a Cell has kind of fallen off a little bit? I mean, a couple of years ago, they had some real serious, I mean, I was really looking forward to the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view because the matches they had. And it just oh, seems I like mean, it's been falling off. So, we had Roman Reigns and, and Jey Uso, and that was an excellent match. And then we had Sasha and Bailey. I mean, that was a great match. I mean, so maybe, well, maybe you're thinking overall pay-per-views, but I don't, I mean, once again, when you're talking about a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view or an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view or even the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, that's what you care about. Are those matches that the pay-per-views are named for? The Royal Rumble, yeah, the best part of the Royal Rumble are the Royal Rumble matches. Right. That, those matches make or break that pay-per-view, 
ninety percent of the time. Yep. And I was talking, I was talking to um, Tony Black the other day, and he was, and he gave me his five people that he thinks um, is going to be associated, uh, that are going to be not associated, but um, the five female wrestlers that are in the running for Lily, that Lily's going after. And oh, the after? yeah, Lily, yeah. Oh, okay. And the five and the five he said were Sony Deville, um, Liv Morgan, Nick Morgan, okay. N- Nikki Cross, uh, Eva Marie, and I can't remember the fifth one, but oh, I. It's nobody big if you can't remember who it is. Only one of those names listed has even been around anytime Lily was around. Uh, Liv Morgan's on SmackDown. Um, Eve Marie hasn't even, Lily was started before Eve Marie's promos. Nikki Cross had one two minute match in, since WrestleMania. I just, I can't, now, if you wanted to say that Tim Morgan or Nikki Cross were eventually going to become Lily, that I might throw a nickel at, um, but I mean, other than that, I don't, I don't see any of those names. Oh, okay. If I uh, if I was to pick one of those, I would probably say Nikki Cross, only because she's had some. Uh, but there's been, but there's been no interaction with Nikki Cross and Lily. Not yet. I, well, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, if she's watching everybody and Lily was in the background of Sonia Deville talking to somebody. And then she liked the ring, you know, the post on she was ringside when Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax were wrestling. And, and then the thing against Reginald, I mean, if anything, maybe it's Shayna Baszler or Nia Jax. Yeah. You know, at least there's been some, you know, Tamina or Natalia because they were on Alexa's playground and, and you know, didn't, want to stay because of the freaky looking doll. Right. I don't I don't see it being anybody of that list I could possibly see would be Sony Deville. Right. And you had mentioned to me a, a couple shows ago that uh, Lily has popped up during some backstage interviews. And now every time I see the backstage interviews, you got me going like this. I'll be honest with you, the other day, during the the women's tag match on Raw, I was pausing it and, like, looking at the screens in the background to see if she was on (laughs) one of the TV screens or something, or or she's along the barricade. Yeah. But, But, I I mean, what 
Armstead. We knew there was, well, I should say we knew, we understood why Alexa Bliss wasn't on Monday Night Raw last week. Yep. Yeah, her, See, yeah. I told you, you're already on it. It's only, we're, we're 16 minutes into the show, and I just saw you stifling on. Well, I woke up 25 minutes before the show started my nap. So. Wow, that's four hours. That's not a nap. That's a sleep. <laughs> Seems like I sleep longer on my naps than I sleep at night. But yeah, so I mean, with Raw coming up this Monday night, is there anything uh, special they got going on? Or Oh, yeah, they got a bunch advertised. Um, I don't think I saved it on my phone. Um, but obviously they have Shane Bay's reverse retinal. They have a um, tag team championship match with AJ Styles and Omos against Elias and Jason Riker. Um, I think I don't remember which one it is now, but there's, there's a, match, a singles match. Um, I want to say it's Orton and Kobe Kingston. No, it's not Kobe. She's taking Xavier Woods and Randy Orton. Oh, okay. Um, then obviously we have Drew McIntyre, Kobe Kingston. Yep. So there's that's already four or five things, and then the Miz returns from Miz TV. Okay. So I'm wondering if he's going to shed light on the severity of his injury. Um, once again, it was just a strained ACL. That's something that you know, just let me relax for you know four to six weeks, and you're good. Right. Um, if it's a if it's a, a tear, depends on how. The severity of the tear. Yep. Sometimes it's a slight tear that can, you know, repair on its own, and if it's a full tear, then it's got to be connected. Oh, yeah. So, oh, well, I mean, it'll be nice to, you know, see Miz back and see how he. Yeah, Miz has um, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte in the ring for Miz TV. Okay, that's going to be uh, something interesting to watch. Um, yeah, I think uh, I I think this is this could probably be one of the better Monday Night Raws. I mean, last week's Monday Night Raw, I remember that that week a few weeks ago where I, I counted the fact that they only had sixty minutes of wrestling from bell to bell. Um, this week they had over a hundred minutes. Um, I didn't count it. I read it on an article that said that they had over a hundred minutes of of in ring. Um, action so okay so it'll be uh be quite interesting to see what they're going to do as far as monday night raw goes and how well they're going to play it out so but what do you think of this new announcer they got i guess this guy's got some ufc experience i've never heard of him i've never seen him so Yeah. So let me ask you this. I just don't understand why they're they're going out of their comfort zone. Get right. somebody that maybe was a wrestler or somebody involved in wrestling. 
Right. That's, have a go that's like me taking Remy's place at Fenway. Yeah. But uh, well, let me ask you a question. Oh, I, I would actually appreciate that. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Um, you get a guy that comes from another sport into the WWE to become a announcer at the table. Now, was he an announcer for UFC before? I mean, why don't they just bring a new guy in and take like maybe Corey Graves and move him into the announcer spot and make that other guy the color guy? Let him like earn his way to being... Because, because not everybody, it, it does take a different type of person to be the lead analyst and color. That's why it was Pat Summerall and John Madden. As great as John Madden was, he could never be the play-by-play. Oh, okay. You know, some, of the, some of your greatest duos, just, I mean... Bob Costas is probably one of the most renowned broadcasters in, in sports in, in the last 30, 40 years. During the pandemic, when Michael Kay was out, Bob Costas actually broadcast a couple games on the radio, and I thought it was absolutely horrible. But he also did a couple broadcasts where he was the color guy, and it was wow. You know, there's just a different thing you do as a color analyst versus quote unquote play by player lead analyst. Okay, kind of like Al Michaels in football, too, right? I mean, he's. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because Adnan Burke just wasn't, I mean, he just wasn't cutting it. And he really didn't seem like, I don't know, maybe he wasn't really interested or maybe he just didn't. SmackDown and the tag team division there. Um, do you see somewhere along the line the Usos becoming tag team champions again? Because to me, it didn't seem like, even though they weren't together, they haven't been together for a year, it didn't look like they missed a beat. Oh, and that was, I mean, right now, that's probably, if you look at it, in my opinion, that could have been the best tag team match we've seen all year. Um, it was, I mean, action. It was, you know, obviously neither team dominated. It was a long match. Um, I still, I don't agree with Michael Cole when the Usos won that it was an upset. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't think there's a. Correct me if I'm wrong, or if my opinion's different than yours, please speak up. I don't think that you can consider the Usos beating any 
tag team house in the last 20 years on upset. Well, I think he said it because they haven't been together for a year. Matter. Right. But, you know, I, I, don't I mean, I could see if they hadn't been together for five, six years and they weren't in the ring and then they just reunited and all of a sudden, boom, they just beat the former champions. Okay. Then, you know, maybe there's some viability to it, but it's only been a year. And it was the Street Profits. Nothing against the Street Profits. Right. But they haven't been around that long to get that much credibility. Maybe if they had beaten the New Day of Big E and Kofi Kingston or something like that, maybe if that was the case, but, you know, um, I just, I mean, other people could say that. They could believe that. I just personally don't don't believe that it was an upset. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're making I don't, think it, I don't think it would have been an upset the Street Profits one. Right. I think it was two excellent teams battling, and one of the excellent teams won. Yeah. Another match I want to talk to you about from Friday night, Bianca Belair or Carmella. I thought it was a, I thought it was a decent match. Uh, Bailey made it. Bailey made it eh, probably a little bit better when she went ding dong. Hello, you know. <laughs> Came out. But she's got it in for Michael Cole something fierce. The best part of that whole entire match was towards the end <laughs> when Michael Cole yelled Polanka and Bailey, without skipping a beat, yelled back, "You just said Polanka, you idiot." <laughs> I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's got it in for Michael Cole for some reason. I don't know, but I thought I thought that was a decent match. I mean, uh Bianca yeah, it, was, it was just it wasn't great, it wasn't bad, it was just okay. Right. And I think Bianca Bella is starting to come into her own um right now on the roster. Um, you know, she's beaten Sasha, she's beaten Carmella, she's beaten Bailey. Um I mean, those are three good names, three three big names. And even uh, Pat McAfee, who hasn't been announcing on SmackDown all that long right now, he was like, well, Bailey, 380 days. I was like, you know, he got that right right away. Instead of saying, how many days was it? Or, you know, can't remember. He got it right right away. And I think Michael Cole and Pat McAfee are working very well together. And that's making SmackDown a little bit more enjoyable to watch. Because if they have matches that are, oh, you know, you can have Michael Cole and Pat McAfee throw something out there. And what did you, I mean, what did you think? What was your first thought um, at, like, I think it was maybe the day or maybe two days after WWE announced that they hired this guy from the UFC? Um, then released Tom Phillips. I thought that was that was shocking. I mean, I thought Tom Phillips did a great job on Monday Night Raw. I don't know why they didn't send him back to Monday Night Raw. They would have had a great uh, trio like they had before. But I was shocked when they released Tom Phillips. And first, first thing that came into my head um, after like, wow, they really let him go? was 
he may have said, and once again, this is just my thought. This isn't anything I read or anything. This is my opinion that he may have said something to somebody about not being put back on Raw, and then it got back to somebody else. That was my first thought. Right. And that's why we got let go. Yep. Um, yeah. Once again, is that really the reason? Have no idea. No clue. That was just the first thought that popped into my head. Yep, and like to say, no, I didn't. I didn't really know too much about it until you posted it, and it was like, wow, that's that was a shock there when finding out they let him go. Uh, I'm sure he'll wind up somewhere in the sports world again, and oh yeah, you know, probably be uh, uh, well, no, because they have Jr. and Excalibur and Tony shit on me. Um, <laughs> so, were you surprised? Um, with all these guys that they're letting go for announcers, are you really surprised that Brian Saxton has held up all this long? It's Byron, not Brian. Or Byron. You say that every time. It's Byron. Or Byron Saxton. Byron. <laughs> yeah, Byron. <laughs> something to the table well yeah because um you know before you had your your Samoa Joe is kind of the heel announcer and then so he's the base announcer and they you know balance out well well now Corey Graves is closer to your heel announcer and he's your base announcer and then you have your neutral you know person in the middle right uh yeah so he doesn't do a great job, but I think he's usable. Right. He's there to, you know, do what he's supposed to do and kind of like be the third guy to fill in the chairs, you know, sit there right. with. Um, yeah, so like I said, we got, uh, oh, yeah, let me get your opinion. Uh, on, and I don't know if it's on Nuggies News because, folks, I don't know what's on Nuggies News until he uh, says it, but. If this is on Nuggies News, then I apologize. But I'd like to get your opinion on WWE putting SummerSlam on Saturday night. Oh, that wasn't in my Nuggies News. Oh. Um, but, I mean, I don't, I mean, I've read, um, I'm trying to remember where I read it. No, it's Tony. But, uh, I'm not even going to repeat, repeat what he wrote. Um, oh, for the love of God. And the people in Reliance Stadium, the ones that preferred to have SummerSlam on a Saturday than Sunday. Um, I don't remember the reason why. Um, I know there's concern. And that's, that hasn't been confirmed that they're having it at Reliance Stadium, I guess they're going to announce the location um, Saturday um, on, on NBC during the pre-show or whatever it is of the Belmont Stakes, the last right. race of the Triple Crown. Um, I, which I think is absolutely part of my French fucking stupid. Because right. I don't know about you, but I'm a wrestling fan. I know you're a wrestling fan. 
and I could give two horses penises to about the Belmont Stakes. Right. Yep. What? And you want me to tune into the two-hour pre-show to find out that 30 seconds where they're going to announce it to be? Right. And the interesting part about that is that means our prediction show will be Friday. SummerSlam will be Saturday. And then we get to do a show on Sunday to talk about SummerSlam. So that'll be, so that'll be good. So, all right, everybody, we've come to the uh, best part of the show, which I believe is, you know, has always been my favorite. We hope it's all yours too. So it's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away.
they say superstar. Um, but I'll just say a WWE wrestler because we don't know who it is. Um, and it's going to be more of she comes out versus like a motivational speaker. If you listen to her vignette, she's always talking about, you know, bettering yourself and doing this and doing that. So for those of you that were interested in seeing Eva Marie wrestle again, probably going to be a little while. Right. Um, and I actually, you know, hey, here I did. I did have the article bookmarked. Um, the Saturday, August twenty-first, um, SummerSlam, and current location SummerSlam is widely expected to happen in Las Vegas. Um, the date is was put on that date as the preferable date for. Lions Stadium. Right. So once again, we don't know 100% it's going to be there. That's the front runner. Um, but just some other shows that they're looking at. I mean, they're calling their house shows. They're not a SmackDown or a Raw show. They're now called Super Shows. Yep. Um, so they're, you know, all over the place. I mean, They'll be in, you know, in Pittsburgh, you know, in the month of July, they'll be in Pittsburgh and then Louisville. Um, then they go to Milwaukee the end of July, beginning of August, from Detroit, Chicago, then in Tampa, then in Fort Myers, um, on Saturday, August 7th. Little nudge doesn't work on Saturday night, so hey, you never know. Yep. Gainesville, um, back to Orlando at the Amway Center for a Monday Night Raw. Um, and then, obviously, the ones in and around um, SummerSlam, um, the Monday night before, they were in San Antonio, SmackDown before, they are in Phoenix, um, the Monday night Raw after that, they're in Denver, and then the um, – oh, wait a minute. No, they have a – yeah, they have a super show scheduled for Sunday, August 22nd in Denver. And then Monday Night Raw is in San Diego. That's weird. Yeah. But anyways, that's one of the things that you're looking at. Um, right now, we are just what, two days away from June 1st. So we're almost the halfway point. Um, pulled up an article that says the five biggest mistakes that the WWE has made thus far in 2021. Um, these are no specific order, not from best to worst, just, right. just five. Yep. Number five was WWE continued many programs past their expiration date, and the first one they list is the Big E and Apollo Crews feud, which has gone on several matches yep. too long. Totally agree. Um, I don't know why they said this one went beyond its expiration. Uh, maybe because it's something that never should have happened. But WWE's booking of the rivalry between Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon probably went three weeks of the five-week feud too long. Right. The 
WWE Championship picture in the lead up to WrestleMania was a mess with them, you know, Elimination Chamber, um, Drew McIntyre getting a snot beat out of them, then Miz cashing in to just lose it one week to Bobby Lashley, to have matches back and forth was just a total cost Yep. WWE once again buried the fiend with his loss to Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Right. And then, of course, it said WWE released some of its finer performers in Samoa Joe, Andrade, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, and then the other two they list are Lars Sullivan and Velveteen Dream. And I'm sorry, but if you agree with this guy that Lars Sullivan and Velveteen Dream were big losses and mistakes for the WWE, go back to the dispensary and get some more medical marijuana. <laughs> I think you're out of the kite. Uh, but I totally agree with obviously Samoa Joe and the Iconics. Right. And maybe Andrade. They just they weren't using Andrade for anything. Yep. Um, Better. I don't know. I heard a weird voice. But hmm. it in my phone. Um, Maybe it was Lily. No, it was a deeper voice. Oh, okay. Um, maybe it was the fiend. Maybe. Or the boogeyman. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'd rather watch dog vomit than watch Eva Marie wrestle. To be honest with you, I think I've seen Eva Marie wrestle one time. Every time I've seen her, she's always been in some kind of uh, chatting capacity outside the ring. I mean, I saw her a while, a long time ago when she was with Team SmackDown, where she kicked Zack Ryder in the nuts way back when. But um, well, I guess that is the end of Lucky's news. Oh. Okay. Any uh? Any... I, only, I only read Tony's comment because I thought maybe it had something to do with. So I guess it kind of did. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, you mentioned how uh, WWE made the mistake with The Fiend. I mean, when, we haven't even seen a... a I, I, well, I did read um, an article about Bray Wyatt or... Um, the fact that he took Cody Lee's death exceptionally hard and difficult. And, I mean, he in the past has had his own issues. Um, and he requested a time away from the WWE. Um, and that's originally by Randy Orton burnt him to nothing. Right. And they kept him away all that time and then, you know, they brought him back for the quick couple weeks or whatever it was around WrestleMania. Then once again when he lost Randy Orton again and got you know, got screwed over by Alexa Bliss. He's yep. home getting his home getting his mind right. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean you know, Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, um, 
He was an integral part of the WWE and the Wyatt family for quite a while. So I can understand where Bray Wyatt's coming from because even a lot of the wrestlers have a brotherhood at, even after you leave WWE. And that his death hit a lot of people very hard because not only he was a superstar in the wrestling business, but he was also very young. He's only 41 years old. And that um, that was another shocking aspect of it. So, but yeah, we got how was speaking of Brody Lee. Um, tonight is uh, depending on who you listen to, where you read, what you read. Right. Um, AEW's equivalent to WrestleMania. Okay. Um, double or nothing. Um, that was. The first ever pay-per-view AEW had was Double or Nothing. They had it in Las Vegas. Um, I think they only have like four or five pay-per-views a year. They don't right. do one every month or 15 and 12 months like WWE historically did. Right. And, uh, they were, they've been toting as to they were going to you know, they were going to have a sellout crowd for their, for their pay-per-view. It was going to be a, a, a full, sold-out, full-capacity pay-per-view tonight. Um, for those of you who don't know, they perform in Daly's Place, which is an extension of Jacksonville Stadium. I don't remember the name of the stadium, which where the Jacksonville Jaguar play. Yeah. Um, with his father owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, a stadium. Daly's place, so it's a place to perform rent free. And uh, as of today, there were reportedly only 352 tickets left to sell for the show. Daly's place holds 5,500 people. Wow. It's a concert venue. Oh, okay. So, it's, you know, they, they put ring on the stage. It comes a little way out of the front of the stage. Yeah. And then everybody's around it like you would be in a concert venue. Oh, okay. Um, it only seats 5,500. Okay. So, of course, we do a little research. And um, the last pay-per-view... Um, Rebellion or Revolution, or whatever it's called, which once again, they only do four years, so you can consider that one of their big four, had 120,000 pay-per-view lives. Okay, not 120,000 fans. We want to get that pay-per-view lives. Right. Um, March 7th, I think it was, when they had it. That wasn't a lot. A Sparse crowd of what like they normally would not even what they normally had. Um, back in March, it was just the people around the ring, which are you know kind of like NXT yep. family friends of performers. WWE sold forty thousand plus tickets um, for WrestleMania and had almost one billion interactions 
social media, but they had two point uh, estimated two point five million viewers through um oh, then the Peacock. Right. Um you, yeah. I still don't know why people think AEW is an even not even a freck on WWE's ass at this point. Right. I don't play it. I don't understand. Yep. Tony Black just posted, I watched AEW Friday. It was nice to see full capacity for the Dynamite show. Okay, I'm sure it's going to be nice. I'm sure it's going to be full capa- nice to see full capacity at a lot of shows. And yeah. um, one, one thing you mentioned, Greg, when you were going over the list of cities where WWE is going to be on tour, has, has there been any mention to somewhere on the East Coast? Connecticut? Massachusetts. Not that I, I mean, not as far as I went. Um, let me see. I'd love to get WWE back at the XL Center right now. Of course, I deleted that, so I didn't go over it again. Um, yeah. It was something I bookmarked earlier in the week. So, um, I don't have it. Oh, okay. But I'm sure when it comes, when if and when it does come up, we will definitely let the rest of the public know. Um, yeah. Um, go ahead, talk for a minute. Yeah. So I also want to let everybody know. Don't forget, ePublic.com is the place to get all your top rope report merchandise: t-shirts, coffee mugs, tank tops, hoodies kids clothes you name it it's all up there so check it out tpublic.com top rope report there's a place to buy all your merchandise tony said see the thing Yeah, they're, they're, I don't know why. Yeah, the, well, I go up to my search bar and I type in T Public, and when it has a list of things that come down, it says T Public Top Rope Report. I click on that and it takes that's, me. That's, but once again, that's a place you've already gone to. Oh, okay. You've already logged in. Oh, okay. So when you get there, you're already logged in as whether it's through Top Rope Report. So you can see sales and designs, or for your own personal one. Yep. You automatically have that link in your your bar. People that have never gone there before, unless that's why, like when you posted on Facebook the other day, I'm like, you got to put a link in. So they just go tpublic.com. There's millions of different shirts on that website. Yep. But we'll have to get the link up there. All right. All right. Let's see. Um, I'm just going to start from July 16th, and I'm just going to name all the cities. Um, Houston, um, Fort Worth, Dallas, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Louisville, Kansas City, Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Detroit, Chicago, Tampa, Fort Myers, 
Gainesville, Orlando, Tulsa, Charlotte, Columbia, San Antonio, Phoenix, Denver, San Diego, Little Rock, Arkansas, Oklahoma City, Jacksonville, Florida, and Miami. Those are um, all the, the 25 live events that go from July 16th to Monday, September 6th. Um, Monday Night Raw in Miami. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tony Black so, posted the thing about AEW, they give their talent more creative control than when they wrestled previously. Well, I'm sure WWE, some WWE wrestlers have creative control over what goes on with them, too. They have a um, casino battle royal today. So, yeah, they have their own creative fucking Royal Rumble. They can't call it, call it a Royal Rumble. That's trademarked by the WWE. Right. They have a stampede stadium event. All that is is, is, is basically a, a falls town out anywhere, except it's typically done in an empty arena, which, unless they did it taped, where there'll be nobody in the stands. Mm-hmm. You're not doing anything new. How creative is that? Right. Let me see somebody else's idea. Yep. Eric Bischoff creating the elimination chamber, that's creativity. Right. EW doing the same thing that a much uh, that a billion dollar company does, just giving it a different name. Is copying. <laughs> yes. Yep. The Blood and Guts was a war game style cage with a roof. So it was like a, kind of almost like a hell in a cell. But it was called Blood and Guts. Right. It seems like they're doing WWE theme type stuff, but giving it different names. Right. Yeah. Um. But uh, also, I just want to let everybody know, getting off the subject of WWE for one quick second, uh, this Saturday coming up, January 5th, is the four-year anniversary of PAPW's Alley Fights. Uh, Hopefully, everybody will uh, get out there and check it out. Oh, 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 can I say it? Can I say it? Can I say it? Go ahead. Absolutely. Definitely looking forward to hearing what Matt has to say. It was nice to see him um, last week, or the week before, rather, at the PAPW show that I attended with Tony Black. But um, it's going to be nice to hear what Matt has to say about how the pandemic has affected wrestling then and how it's affecting wrestling now that they've opened up a lot of places with mask mandates and what's the big difference between the two. So definitely going to be listening, tuning in for you people out there to listen to what Matt has to say. And like Greg said, that's going to be Wednesday at 7 p.m. Because for most people who don't know, the Top Rope Report will now be on two times a week, Sundays at 6.30 p.m. and Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Wednesdays, basically... You know, we'll be discussing the week 
in review with Monday Night Raw and NXT. But we'll still be throwing in some other extra stuff in there. And so definitely want to tune in Wednesday to listen to what Matt DeCord has to say, because it's going to be a good show. He's one of our good friends and probably the best ring announcer on the indie scene right now. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. And once again, like I also want to say, don't forget tpublic.com, the best place to go to get all your top rope report merchandise and some PWZ merchandise as well with the professor Rick Del Santo. So you definitely want to yeah, definitely want to check that out and check out his podcast as well. Uh, he's had some great guests on. No great no guests greater than you know, greater than the top the time he had the top rope report on, but uh he had his highest ratings back then. So I mean we were broadcasting on talk show that night as well, right? Wasn't it like a joint podcast? Yeah. We were on his show, he was on our show. It was just a big old love affair. Yep. As a matter of fact, I, it's amazing you mention that because I spoke to Don Kincaid uh, during the week and I told him, I said, probably after this next pay-per-view, maybe we'll get him on and talk to him about the Kincaid files and what's going on with him and, you know, in his world of, of indie wrestling and pro wrestling as well. And Don said he would definitely be looking forward to coming on the show. I know for certain. I'm going to make every effort I can. Um, I don't have time to, to, to <laughs> get things set up for this Saturday show. Um, I actually have a, um, a nephew and uh, his lovely wife have their have a co-ed baby shower. So I'm, I'm sorry, no offense against the APW, but I'm going to go there and, and see family that I haven't seen in, in over a year. Um, yeah, it's uh, little. I mean, I, I wasn't gonna say anything, um, but it was a year ago. Um, Memorial Day, technically today, last year or yesterday, last year, um, the day that my life changed forever. And uh, I had an infection on my foot. Um, went to the emergency room and had it for a few weeks, and it wasn't getting any better. Went to the emergency room. Admitted me and May 29th of last year, which was yesterday, is when they sliced my foot off and I became an amputee. I'm still recuperating today or that, still in the same facility that I was in um, that I got admitted to from the hospital in, in the middle of June last year. And uh, I'm going to make every effort I can to be at the show that they have in July, I believe it's July 17th, um, at the JCC um, Center in, in Woodbridge, Connecticut, a, you know, a part of, uh, I don't know if it's considered part of New Haven, but it, I don't know. It's near New Haven, Hamden, North Haven area. Yeah. Um, so I can do everything in my power to make sure I can go to that. Yeah, and we're hoping that, uh you can attend that. That would be uh, that would be big for not only us but for BAPW as well. T Black will be there. Triv and Nugs. Well, we thank you. Um, and another thing too, talking about uh, Tony Black mentioning that, Greg, he had mentioned to me yesterday that November thirteenth. I know it's a ways away. 
But November 13th, at, I believe he said it was the mall in Springfield, Mass., is some zombie land thing or something that they've been advertising. And there's going to be a special meet and greet autograph session with the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee, WWE Hall of Famer Kane. Oh, okay. We'll be up there. And I guess Tony plans on going. So hopefully, I would love to go up there and meet Kane and, you know, see what's up with that. I just got a notification that Greg Chester is watching. Well, welcome, Greg. Um, yep, she's in right about an hour right now, so. <laughs> and, uh, that's yeah, so, uh, yeah, so that's going to be, uh, let's see, Tony put down, the July show, yeah. I believe, is the Rumble in Paradise, and supposedly Mancini is going to be in it. Yeah, he posted that on Instagram, um, today. All right. Zombie Hideout is a comic book store. Oh, okay. I didn't know that, so I'm glad that was, uh. Pointed out to me. Thank you, Tony. Um, yeah, the Rumble in Paradise, Mancini. Hmm. Be interesting to see Mario back in the ring again and see what uh, what he's got. But you see, I don't think those guys really. I, I... What's that? Morello did in that one Royal Rumble. I know. That would be something. Comes right in the ring. Comes right in the ring. Gets knocked out immediately by like Bull Dread or Big Jim Anderson or something. Yeah. Mario back in. And I believe the month after Zombie Hideout is going to have Brooke Hogan. Oh. Okay. Uh, that, that is what it is. I mean, I don't know anything oh. about a stool to sit on because she'll probably swallow with her lips. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it'll be uh, not only it'll be interesting to see a PAPW show at the JCC, but it's going to be great when the Nugster can walk through the doors again and see a PAPW show because a lot of those guys miss you as as you can tell with some of the promos that were done at the last show. Um, which, by the way, Trivia wants to let him know that I didn't talk them into doing it. Because oh, the Haven didn't come up to me and ask me, hey, where's, you know, where's Greg been? We haven't seen him around. We see him on the show, but we, you know, we know what's going on. And I told them, and they just went ahead and did that promo by themselves. And then Matt DeCourt obviously did one. And I know Matt is waiting to see the both of us walk through the doors of PAPW together. Yeah, I'm gonna, I don't know how much pull that has, but I, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try and pin him down on Wednesday with, with a, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say guaranteed, once again, I don't know how much control he has. Right. But, once again, I'll say I'm 85% sure I'm able to go to the show in July. Okay. I want to try and pin him down to get a personal shout out for my return to PAPW. That would be awesome. That would that, that would be worth it. The last show I went to was the last show they had before the pandemic, right. where we all had to wait outside for the next hour because part of the ring fell. Yep. to the place and 
know, that, and then the next show that they're supposed to have never happened. And that's when the pandemic was started to really up. And the only reason why I haven't been to a show since then is because of a the pandemic and B because of my situation. Right. But I got whole time to make sure that works out. Yep. So absolutely. And if there's one person that deserves a shout out after being away for such a long period of time, it is the notester. And I'm expecting a standing ovation. Well, at least from you. Oh, and Jacob and, you know, Tony Black and a few others. But, um, yeah, so definitely looking forward to that and uh, looking forward to having Matt on the show Wednesday night. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, I mean, anything else you'd like to add, Greg? We're getting close to the ending of the show. I mean, anything else you'd like to talk about? or? So we can talk about, you know, SmackDown a little bit on, on Wednesday um, and, you know, what's going to happen between the uh, Mysterios and the Usos. You think we're going to see Alistair Black yeah. again? Huh? You think we're going to see Alistair Black get involved in a, a match again coming up on SmackDown? If it's to do with anything, it'll be something to do with Big E. I don't, I don't see why there wouldn't. You know, that could turn um, into be an interesting feud. That's a few that I could. That's a few that I could probably get behind and watch. Right, and especially with the rumored speculation um, that not only and I mentioned that I had read that WWE was pitching to have John Cena um, kick off at Friday Night Live or SmackDown Live on that Friday Night June 16th. Right. Introduced into a championship feud leading to SummerSlam, and on more than one site, speculation is that John Cena and Roman Reigns will headline SummerSlam. Yep. And the other rumor that I saw was that WWE is always is also going to push very hard for Brock Lesnar to come back. So Monday Night Raw could have a Brock Lesnar. Bobby Lashley match at SummerSlam as well. Right. Um, yeah, you can see that. Now, that's like a match that you've been wanting for longer than you wanted Undertaker Sting. I mean, that's all you talked about was the two of them. Yeah, but I've lost, so, I've I lost a lot of respect for Brock Lesnar. I've lost a lot of respect for Brock Lesnar now. I did do a little research, and as of today, you are entering the United States from Canada. You have to quarantine for 14 days and vice versa. Traveling back from the U.S. to Canada, you have to quarantine for 14 days. Okay. So if they're going to do something with Brock Lesnar, where he has to come into the United States to do a feud, you've got he's got a plan to be in the United States two weeks before his first appearance this, and this quarantine does not matter if you're vaccinated or not vaccinated either it's, it's a 14 day quarantine to cross the border yeah. um, and then once again if you're going to do something after SummerSlam he's going to and then have to go back up to Canada if he goes back to Canada and do nothing for two weeks. It's like you can have him go there and 
come back and wait a couple weeks and then come back and go there, it, it wouldn't be feasible. Right. Absolutely. Oh, this is my mark out moment. Lesnar lastly. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah. So uh, we've come. Now we've now come to the end of another live edition of the Top Rope Report. I want to thank Tony Black and the members Facebook Live out there for uh, tuning in. Um, Wednesday, six thirty. We will be back with our special guest at seven p.m. Will be independent wrestling ring announcer from PAPW, Matt DeCourt. So you definitely want to check him out. It's going to be a great show. So on behalf of the Nugster Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thanks for tuning in. Uh, Tony, hopefully I'll see you tomorrow. And have a good night, folks. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.